Hi, I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to Across the Park Podcast. Welcome to Across the Park Podcast, the only place you can hear banter and debate from both sides of Stanley Park, whether it be blue or red. Sponsored by Their Clothing, Camper Kings UK, and affiliation with Betmate. Hello everyone, welcome to Across the Park Podcast, episode 31 of the 2021-2022 season. And what a massive week it is for both Merseyside clubs this week. We've got previews of Liverpool's trip to Benfica in the Champions League and a huge game that they've got against Manchester City as well, away the Etihad, isn't it? Yeah. What a class that is. Um, Everton, of course, travelled to Burnley on, on Wednesday evening, which again... Is a ridiculously big game for, for the blue half of Merseyside. And we'll also be looking at Everton's home game against Manchester United on Saturday morning. I mean, what a week for Merseyside in general. Grand National this weekend as well. What an unbelievable week of sport. Um, we'll be looking back at the two games this weekend. Liverpool's victory at home to Wofford and Everton's bitterly disappointing victory away at West Ham. Just a quick mention to our sponsors before we get started. Um, our long-term sponsors, Camper Kings. Again, huge, huge selection of Camper Kings. Camper Kings? Of camper vans over there. That'll be an interesting, um, interesting <laughs> holiday, going holiday in a Camper King. Um, yeah, a massive selection of camper vans. So if you're looking to get away on a staycation over Easter, maybe, then quote across the park to get yourself free insurance and a bottle of bubbly. And again, massive thank you to Betmate as well. Check them out via the App Store or via the Google Play. Again, like a, a fantasy football game that you can play with your mates. We need to get our game uploaded on there. It's on us that. Um, so we need to create our, our new game on there. So sorry for those who were, who were jumping on the Bet last Bet, Betmate app last week trying to get our game. We'll, we'll get it set up for this week. So without further ado, we're going to go to the Red Half first. Again, I, I built it up for you, lads. Massive week of, of football. Yeah, on on European and domestic fronts, what are your feelings coming into coming into the big week? And do you think you're ready to tackle it? Well, I mean, it's it, it, it's one of them, isn't it? Like, obviously, it was a big game at the weekend. You know, it was one of them. We were playing early before City, and it was it was important that we got the points on the board. You know, and and, and kept that momentum going in, in terms of you know putting the pressure on them before before they played. So, you know, we done our part, and as it happens, you know, City. They obviously won their game, so we roll into this week. And as you say, you know it's it's the start, I suppose, um, now of of a really really crucial run of fixtures for for this Liverpool team. And you know it starts with Benfica on on Tuesday, and you know we're going away first leg, and and basically that's that's what we would have wanted. You know, like go go away first leg and bring them back to Anfield for the second leg, and we've got to get the win. And 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 obviously, if we can get a comfortable win in that game. And really, sort of go into the weekend game against City in a good moment with good confidence. That, it, you know, it, that game at the weekend against City is going to be huge for Lina. I mean, just before we come to Phil, just a bit of context for, for both years, as most all of our listeners and viewers know, I watch a lot of European footy and my wife is away this weekend, so I watched even more footy. Uh, I watched Benfica and Braga over the weekends, they were away at Braga. And defensively, they're absolutely dreadful. I mean, the decent, 
they're decent going forwards. They've got some 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 handy players, but defensively you've got like Vertonghen and oh my word, they're yeah. so poor. Awesome so, playing for them, isn't he? Is it, yeah, is it Otamendi, Otamendi and Vertonghen. Yeah, like dad, dad watched, he, he watched the same game and he said to me, we were going to the match on Saturday and he, and he said to me, do you know what? He went, I don't want to sort of thing, you know, he said, but they looked a shambles at the back and I was like... Yeah, you know, I mean, I can see them scoring. I can see them scoring because they've got they've got some talented individuals in the, in the forward line and quite creative, but I like them to a team in the Premier League and you probably say, standards-wise... And, and it's hard, isn't it? Obviously, when you're judging European teams, probably say they're a bit like a a that who can't defend. Well, Honestly. I mean, I think it, it, I was going to say if you look at the Watford game there, though, Terry, I think Mohamed Salah starting to look really tired. He's um, he played a lot of football for Egypt, didn't he? I think they went to extra time, penalties, and a huge game. Um, I think Henderson looked shattered. So, with the five-substitution rule in the Champions League, I just don't know what way we're going to go with that. Um, as you say, if we can blow them out the park and we can rest players in the second leg before the uh, the FA Cup final, it, semi-final, then that might be the way that we go. But um, that's something to think about, isn't it? I mean, you, you've got a choice between resting the likes of Salah, who looks shattered, and Henderson, who looks shattered to me, or wrapping up, you know, Thiago, who's sort of Weetabix, isn't he? You know, he, I think he's going to be crucial in these games, in this running. That's why we rested Fabinho the other day, because he's always crucial in the Man City games as well. So, Klopp's just got to find that balance and we've got to like navigate our way through. But they're going to be big games and you can't play your best 11 in all, in all four of them. So, it's just navigating your way through that, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, you know, definitely Salah probably is feeling it a little bit. You know, he hasn't really looked as sharp as he was looking at since the African Nations, really. Um, and, I think he's played extra time, like four or five times now, you know, probably since the turn of the year in, in international games. So, you no, know, it's bound to be demanding on him. You know, he plays a lot of football for Liverpool. We did take him off there, though. You know, we, we got him off and, and, and made made the change. And, you know, I think that there might be, like, the chance that, that he does get rested. But what's really pleasing is we've got, you know, that real... I think there was a, a senior today. At the moment, I don't think we've got any injuries to any senior players, you know, touch wood. So, it's a fully fit squad for the first time in a long time. And literally, that's everyone. You know, I, I don't think there's anyone. Um, so, it's nice that we look at the front line and, you know, if we did drop Salah, you've still got Mane, Diaz, Jota, which uh, you would expect, you know, to to do the business. You know, Firmino, like I, I didn't think he had the best game at the weekend, but my dad thought, he, he, he you know, he had a really good game. And so, there's options there, isn't there? And and it, it may well be yeah. that, that for me, you know, was playing like a midfielder at times. I thought working dead, dead hard, and we've seen Klopp like to use that work rate against City, haven't we, in the past and stuff? But as you say, the, the options are there, and that's what that's what's great, really. Um, Phil, Phil, I, I cannot believe you just said that you can't play the same team in these four games. If any team can, it's you guys on the Klopp juice and the inhalers. Every Christmas period, I've never seen a team play the same team back to back. I would, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Is my point? I wouldn't be surprised to see the no, same I, team. I, I, I think there has been a little bit. You know, we we have been managing the, the the workload on the team, and even the way they're playing. I think I said that on the instant match with Jim on on, on the weekend. You know, I, I've been saying it for a while. It doesn't look like a team that's dead fluid. You know, in in the way that we're approaching games and we're playing our football, we're just we're getting the results we need to get, but. 
there probably is a, 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 an element of game management in that. You know, these players know what's coming up, and it's almost like don't push too hard, you know, yeah. sort of thing unnecessarily. I think there is probably an element of that in the back of their minds. And I, but I do think that, you know, now that that Watford fixture's out the way and pretty much every fixture now for the rest of April should really theoretically be like a cup final for this Liverpool team and, you know, approach them in that way. I think we might start to see them unleash think- a little bit. And- yeah. I agree. I think we have been sort of playing within, our, within ourselves. We didn't get out of second gear at the weekend there, but do you know part of that, though? And I think this speaks to the coaching staff. Liverpool are always better when they get time on the training grounds. When we've come back from international duty there, Thursday, and you play Saturday morning, no time on the training pitch, we look a bit disjointed, a bit, a bit disorientated on the pitch. And when they've had time with clock training, you can see it's a totally more fluid, different team. So I think there's an element of us holding back, but there's an element of that as well. Over the yeah, last and obviously the early kickoff on a Saturday, you know, it's notorious for being like a, a one, you know, where the fan base isn't quite as up for it. You know what I mean? Everyone's just practically just got out of bed and gone straight to the game. So no one's really in, in that sort of mindset to, you know, and Klopp, he, he came out, didn't he, and, and asked for the crowd to turn up and, and said, we like, we need you there. And, and they were, you know, so... I think it's just one of them, the Watford game. I think we knew it was going to be a tough one. You know, we highlighted on the podcast last week, me, Judgey and Pricey, we were talking about it. And we said Hodgson's going to have had two weeks to work with his team to do all he can to frustrate us, you know, given that most of their sides haven't gone away on international duty and stuff. So it was always going to be one of them games, you know, against the relegation battle, who, who, who basically fighting for the lives. And, and you know, they, they look very organised and very disciplined and... You know, I don't. I, I don't think anyone was expecting. Well, I certainly wasn't expecting us to go and blow them away. But I am sort of looking at it now, and I think like going into this game on Tuesday against Benfica, I think we will see some rotation. You know, and, and you know, we see a little bit in the midfield, as you say. Henderson did look tired, and Jones came in. You know, that that basically meant there wasn't as much you know need for like to play a Fabinho or whatever. So, but he's ended up coming on. So I think there will be more rotation in that midfield um, in this game. I'll tell you what, that we'll get a Thiago, Henderson, and Fabinho midfield out against City. Yeah, I'll tell you what does excite me, Terry. You could imagine that some players would feel the pressure of what's what's upon us, but I've heard Thiago talking about it a couple of times, and he said, I'm so excited. Um, He said he's been telling his friends and family this is the most exciting month of football he will have ever played, barring maybe a World Cup when you're in the latest stages and that, but... um, that's the attitude you want, like a top performer. That's how they're looking at this opportunity, excitement, a chance to play for all the, all the marbles, a chance to show myself against the best. Not saying, oh, God, I'm a bit worried about this. You know, everything could be pulled away from us at the last hurdle type of thing. But it's good well, mentality yeah, again, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, and, and this Liverpool team, you know, I think that in, in the past, there was maybe was a bit of a, like a bit of naivety and a bit of nerves around, you know, getting getting like the you know getting over the line in the league and getting that monkey off our back, you know, it was such a long way for it and stuff. And obviously, we had the Champions League final disappointment before we went on to win it there under Klopp. So, I think this Liverpool team have been guilty a little bit in the past of you know not not being awed by the occasion, but just not quite having enough winners in there. But now, you know, they've got trophies against the name. You know, they've won big. They've won. They've won everything pretty much. Do you know what I mean? So it's almost like. You'd expect them to, to be hungry and sort of relishing, you know, this this fight. And I think, you know, the fact that we've overhauled a 14-point gap to City since the turn of the year is absolutely phenomenal. And that should fill them with confidence, you know, that 
you know, it should be City looking over their shoulder. We've been in that position in the past, haven't we? And it's it's horrible when you're leading from the front. You're just watching your, your lead just get eroded and eroded and eroded. And it's a bit, it's a bit like, Ugh. and you're sort of just open for the season to finish so that you can, you know, you, you'd almost get away with it. And, you know, I, I think, as you say, we, we've got big players, players who've been there and done it now, you know, been around. So the, the, the likes of Thiago's experience is going to be absolutely invaluable. You know, we've been, been absolutely in Munich to Barcelona, so... Just to bring the blues in on this, then, like the tenth of April seems massive, you know, huge. But we would never say as Reds it's, it'll be a title decider because you don't say them sort of things. It's a bit of a complacent thing to say. But from a sort of a dare, dare I say a neutral, it's not quite neutral perspective. But um, do you on the outside? Do you think the tenth of April will decide the title? Yes, because <clears throat> I'm half expecting yeah, I mean... a draw. To be honest. Well, I, I was going to say, if it's a draw, then obviously, obviously not. But I think psychologically, whoever wins that game has, has won the league. I mean, from a points perspective, City almost have won the league. And I, I know Hughes, obviously, it'll, it'll only be one slip-up required from Hughes for, for City to be able to peg his back. But I just think, yeah, I, I just think it'll finish whoever loses that game off in terms of... Like, I don't necessarily agree. I, I think there's enough twists and turns left. I, I actually think Sunday will be a draw. I, I, I do think that you'll go there and, and get a draw. And then if both teams progress in the Champions League, there's then tough semi-finals with Premier League well, fixtures either, either side. I just think there's a few more twists and turns. I, I think Sunday's massive, but I don't think it's everything. That's what I mean. I think if it's a draw, it's a different it's a different, mm. you know, a different um dynamic. But I was gonna say before you asked that question, Phil. <clears throat> You look at I, I I started the piece by saying how poor Benfica are defensively. You can't level that at at, at, at um, City's opponents, not in the knockouts anyway. Um, I mean, again, I watched them at the weekends. They just about they scraped a, a win against Alaves, um, but Suarez is is pairing at the moment, and he's going to be relishing this game against Man City, particularly if it's a chance to to really. Put it on them before they play use and, and endear himself back to you know back to your fans. Not these eight them or nothing, but there was obviously that the whole bitey little bit around the, the Barcelona game, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think like you know to to take Phil's points as a Liverpool fan, you don't want to say it's the game, you know, it's the title decider. But I think given the consistency of both of these teams over a number of seasons now, in terms of, and you, you, you know, you're separating them with next to not on five goals difference and a point between them after 30 plays. It's like, you know, I think they've lost three, we've lost two. You know, it, 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 it's sort of, these teams are so consistent. You don't lose a lot of games in a season. It does start to make you think, you know, that this is sort of possibly the one, as, as Judgey said, if it's not a draw, then... Basically, it's it, it's a game that you know probably does give one or the other team the march in terms of in terms of that title race. So, no, it it is it is a massive one. But take the point. You know, I'm saying there we've got like basically cup finals all the way through April. You know, in the same way as Millsy just said, when you get into the Champions League later stages, will City start to you know prioritise that you know, we know that that's the one that he really really wants and, and stuff I'm not saying that he'd ever sacrifice the league but you know that that Champions League if they're in that semi-final do they start to you know think you know this is this we've got to prioritise this game Um so the, the, not- I guess there is, there is always the chance for, for a few more games, but I, you know I'm looking at this one Sunday and I, I just think it, it's absolutely massive you know in terms of in terms of the context of this title race 
I don't want to jinx it, too, but something you mentioned to me when we were texting earlier was if you look historically or in recent history of both sides, Liverpool seem to be the side that cope best under like extreme pressure um, on the bigger moments. Whereas City have shown in the Champions League that you haven't really been up to them moments. So hopefully, you know, I'm thinking that's going to play a factor in this in this running. Yeah, and and you know, I think that that's right, isn't it? I mean, I. I look at this Liverpool team and I think, you know, we sort of, weirdly, we sort of thrive on, on them real emotional occasions, the big one-offs, you know, or where we have to get a result. Like, obviously, much more the case when it's at Anfield rather than at the Etihad. But in the past, if it's felt like City have struggled with that a little bit, you know, whereas we've sort of fed on it, like that sort of, you know, really getting the atmosphere going and really that that sort of, that energy that that's, this Liverpool team seems to, like, feed off it and, and 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 just get better whereas i think city have wilted in the past on that so could it you know well, in, it in be... europe in, in europe terry I, I can agree with that but if you go back to that vincent company goal against leicester when you were right up their asses that's that's them being you know being yeah, staying but ahead was, yeah but they weren't playing us that's what i mean when they've played us in mm. big one-off games whether it be champions league you know in, in champions league sort of knockout stages or or whatever it, it, it's like They've sort of I felt like they've struggled and they've sort of compromised the way they play to play against this Jurgen Klopp team and stuff like that. It's like we're almost a little bit of like their sort of kryptonite in a weird way, you know. When what about 2000 was it 2018 when they played at the Etihad, but they beat you? Was it 3 1? No, two when it was 2 1. Yeah, that was that, that was in the in the title race, wasn't it? And it was yeah. it was one of them that was one of them games, wasn't it? Where it was like it wasn't, I don't quite think it was as sort of much on the line as this, you know, in, in, in terms of how close, in terms of being close to the end, towards the end of the season. And I know I, I haven't closed that gap, you know, to them. It was almost the other way around, weren't it? They were the team that had sort of it's like... They had that sort of momentum and they had that, that sort of, you know, bit between the teeth. And you know, it was a close game, wasn't it? If, if, if we remember back, I mean, only for, what was it, a, a two millimetres of a ball not crossing the line or something. It, it, it was... It, it, it was a different game, do you know what I mean? But and they were rocking at the end, you know, after we brought Fabinho in on that match, and it, it changed the game. I think he, he came on after 50 minutes, and literally they were clinging for ten, the last 10 15. So, besides that one, you know, I, I, when I think about the Champions League games when we absolutely smashed them at Anfield and stuff, and they were just shell shocked, you know, like they were like, what, What's happened here? So it will be interesting to see what their mindset is because I feel like it's a bit role role reversed. We're going to their place, but we're the team that's closed at a fourteen point gap to them, and that's got to be playing on their minds. I think you know we're was, we're, was, we're playing with that pressure. Sorry, Terry, I was, I was going to say just to you and Phil. In my opinion, I think you've got to win there because it's all good saying the bigger picture will take a draw, and there's lots of, lots of twisted turns, which I've just admitted to. But if you go ahead of them on Sunday. The whole dynamic changes. I think Liverpool have to win Sunday. Would you agree with that? Um, I'm not sure. I, I, like, I, obviously, I want us to win, but I, I, I'm not really sure if, if if I do agree with that. As we've just said, actually, I, I I actually think it's a it's a really really tricky one for both teams in the sense that if the if either of them lose, it's a disaster. But a draw isn't the end of the world. You know what I mean? I, I, that's why I agree with Phil. I don't know if Teddy said the same. I think a draw is likely for them reasons. Losing the game would be an absolute disaster for both teams. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think 
I think there's enough games still coming, you know, that that we both got to play. That I don't think it's I don't think it's mortal to us. Like we we can't, we won't have any chance to win the league if we don't win that game against City. You know, I, 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 I don't. I think a point is. But obviously, I want us to win it. I just don't. I'm not necessarily going to say if we don't win it, that's it for us. It, you know, a, a draw is not good enough. I I think a draw will be. You know, it would be interesting because then you're pushing into that latter stage of the Champions League and, and you're starting to make concessions as to which which is the more important games and things and rotating squads and stuff, aren't you? So, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely huge game um, and exciting as well. Well, it, it's it, it's not the um, it's not the only huge set of games coming this week, is it, Mills? I mean, yesterday... <sighs> A bit, as I said at the start, bitterly disappointing. And I think those words are very apt. It was bitterly disappointing. Bitterness towards Michael Keane, towards Awobi for kind of throwing throwing it away at different occasions. And to be fair, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on the manager in a bit. I think I think in his post-match, he got it spot on again. You know, he, he said, look, the players reacted today. They showed some character at times in the match when we wanted them to. Um and you know individual mistakes have let us down, but he, he, he unlike in other games, he didn't question the character yesterday. He just reiterated that he's not concerned about the personnel. He's just concerned about the personality and the and the character of the players and in, in you know reacting to yesterday and and obviously to to the games that we've got coming. But we've known that for years, haven't we? He, he's just finding this out. He's guilty, Lampard, of being being someone who's not watched Everton week after week and looks on paper and says, that team's too good to go down. Until you get close up to that team and see what we've seen for a number of years now, the character is awful. Now, what I will agree with, I think I think yesterday, I think they've shown a little bit more. I think Awobi, it was quite cruel on Awobi to be the one to, to be part of that mistake because he was shown for the ball. He was quite brave with the ball. He was trying to make things happen for us, I think, personally. But when you get down to the really nitty-gritty and roll your sleeves up and fight, I just don't think this team have it. And, and I think he's came in looking on paper going, this will be all right. And we're now into April. And I think his ass is going now. Yeah, I mean, you can hardly blame him, can you? His, his job's on the line. His career's on the line as well. If, if he'd have... And if, if what you're saying is true, which I can't necessarily disagree with to a certain extent of a, of a maybe not knowing these Everton players as intimately as we do. I mean, who does? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It, it's hard to... And, and the other dynamic, and the other thing I was going to argue with then as well, <clears throat> what choices he had? You can't, I mean, from the, the, the get-go, there's very few decisions he's made in the way of selection that you would necessarily disagree with. There's been the odd game where you go, maybe you should have picked him over him, but what choices he had? He couldn't have just ripped the whole team apart and go, let's play all the kids, because he, he's had mm-hmm. to try and roll the dice with, with seeing what the players can produce and hope that he gets a reaction from them. And in fairness, in, in, in the first couple of games, because they were home mainly, he got that, didn't he? So he couldn't mm-hmm. come in as a new manager and go, oh, well, I've watched Everton over the last few months under Benitez and I've watched them under, you know, Silver and, and, and various other managers. And I, I know these players' character is is flawed. Therefore, I'm just going to drop five or six of them. He didn't have the choice to do that because of because of injuries and various other stuff. Can I can I just ask, why was Anthony Gordon benched? I think he's been your best player for the last couple of weeks. We talked about it last week, didn't we? And it's like <coughs> it was a t- it was a tactical thing, wasn't it? So like he had to he had to play with Charleston and and Calvert Lewin up front. Like we had to go with two forwards. I mean, me and Pricey last week were saying you've got to go with Calvert Lewin and and with Charleston up front against this West Ham team. 
because the way they play is such that they want you to have loads of possession of the ball to try and win it off you and counter, which is what happens on that second goal. They're literally waiting for a bad touch and they, and they praise on it. Therefore, we needed to have that option to go from back to front quickly, get the ball in the half of the pitch and put pressure on. And when we done that, we we looked, we, we you know, we caused them problems with Anthony Gordon. So you've then got a choice of whether you play Tamari Gray, Awobi, Anthony Gordon. Now, if you play Anthony Gordon, you've got to play him up there as 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 one of the three. Now, one thing that Tamari Gray's got over Anthony Gordon, he's got a lot more pace. So if you are looking from going from back to front and you're playing a 4-3-3, which is that's what it was yesterday. At times, it was like a 4-1-4-1. Four, one, four, one. It was like a proper three three. It was a 4-3-3 because it will be played in front of the two. So you had um Decore and, and Holgate playing, if you like, in front of the back four, and it will be has a bit more freedom in front of them too. And then you had the front three ahead of them. But even if you play a four-one-four-one, Gordon playing a, in a in a wide midfield position is still look, I can't I I, I I don't think there was an issue there, to be honest. I think that's that's a factor. If if we'd have been struggling for Incisiveness and, and maybe we had we didn't have a sniff in there after the pitch. Then you go, yeah, maybe we should have. We needed a Gordon to play in between the lines. But as I know about you, Mills, you think like you said before, Awobi did do that quite well. He did get in between the lines and yeah. raised him that okay. And and Richarlison and Calvert Lewin, you know, up front caused them more of a problem, I think, than maybe one of them not playing was done. Well, yeah, Richarlison should have scored in the first half, shouldn't he? He had that chance where, for some reason, he, he had the outside of his left foot, when it would have been easier to put your side foot or your right, your right foot right through it. But, yeah, look, I don't think Everton played played badly yesterday, but it, it's just frustrating to come back on this show. And we're, we're just as much in the shit as we were before the West Ham mm. game. And I don't think we're in a position as, as... Well, I'm not certainly, as a fan, to take too many positives out of it until points start going on this board. Every week, I'm looking at... Watford and Burnley scores. I'm sitting there terrified watching the Beth 365 app to see how Burnley are getting on. I can't mm. keep living like this. And you go to Sunday and you're watching Everton. And fair enough, you know, the manager was, was quite brave. You, you can say that. He played two strikers in a 4-3-3. He tried to get something out that game. It wasn't a game that he surrendered. It wasn't a game he even tried to draw. He tried to go and win the game. And I can respect that. He's done that at Tottenham. He tried to go and score the first goal at Tottenham. Didn't quite work out. There was a really good game plan against Manchester City where we should have took something from that game. So hopefully when we're safe and we'll get together in the summer and do a show, there'll be a few positives to look back and build on. But at the minute, I am I'm one of those fans, rightly or wrongly, who are just I'm worried sick. And I, I, I can't come on and break down tactics. I can't come on and break down individual performances. I just want to get into Burnley and take three points home. I, I, that's all this football club needs. We don't need... This sounds mad. This is not the time to build. It's the time just to get points on the board, no matter how you do it. Yeah, and I agree with that. And you know what? Tactics aside, you know, going in, going into the game, I say tactics aside, but I'm going to slightly refer to it. I, I would have been completely on board with, and I was even leading up to it with us sitting behind the ball, two banks of, you know, two banks of four <laughs> or five or whatever, and literally one man up and sitting in there soaking it up. But. <laughs> I say that, but you look at our centre-backs and there's no way that they could do that against West Ham. You could do it against the City because City would pass around you and they wouldn't put balls into the box and whatever, but you look at how fragile them two are and, and, and whoever's playing in that position and how powerful West Ham are. It would have been playing into their hands. So 
I, I agree with you, and, and in the sense that, like, you know, no points is 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 a is a failure, however way you put it. And I don't think the the manager was saying it wasn't. Um, but like you're saying, and even going into that game, unless we won that game, and even if we drew it, it, it is all about Wednesday now. Um, and it was always massive, be, massive, massive. Um, and you know, Mike, Michael Keane. Let's talk. Let's talk about him briefly because it, obviously there's a sending off yesterday, but there's also the, the knock-on effect now. Several players banned. Well, certainly himself and Alan, who, who going into. I'm more. I'm more <clears> about Alan not being there. Potentially now we're looking at four centre mids out injured at once. <clears> two, two of those centre mids are useless at the best of times. But you no, know, two of them are useful to us, or would have been useful yesterday, and certainly would have been on Wednesday. We're not sure on the news on Vanny Be- Van-, Van der Beek. It's only Van der Beek. Um, we know Alan obviously isn't available. Doesn't leave us many options in midfield, and it also leaves us with even less options at centre back. Um, if Van der Beek doesn't make it, I think you probably got to keep Holgate in there, which means Branthwaite comes in at centre half next to Godfrey. Alks. Um, I- how solid that is against a Burnley team who will just constantly put balls at those two players, I don't know. I'd be really confident in in Ben Godfrey. Uh, Branthwaite, I've, I've seen lots of good things. I've also seen lots of negative things with Branthwaite. I think he came on this season at Newcastle. He had a bit of a nightmare at Tottenham. Again, he looks out of his depth. I, th- I think there's lots of potential there, but to rely on him in this game would be risky. You, you've really got to hope that Van der Beek makes it because if not, I think the only other midfielder is is a Tyler Onyango. Well, and I was going to say, is there. I know it, it, again, barely a combative all over the pitch, aren't they? Which is why, like, mm. someone like an Allen would be perfect for this game because it's literally about tackling, you know, and, and getting about the pitch. And and, and he, he would have given us that. Um, it, I guess it's a, it's it's which is the lesser of two evils, isn't it? You go with that risk at the back. Of bringing Brantwaite in, or do you go with the risk in midfield of, of bringing mm-hmm. it on Yango in? Um, my argument is you can probably protect the midfield a little bit more against Burnley because they do go from back to front and they don't really play through midfield. So if, if I was worried, if I was Lampard and I was worried about the centre back, I'd probably be more inclined to go with a younger body in midfield and, and play Holgate centre back. But I don't know. I don't know if he'll even consider going with a back three or back five for that reason, though. To protect both players, you know, we put Holgate in there and plays Brandweight, and we play with three centre backs. But again, going back to the game itself, it, it's a huge one. Um, I mean, it, it, it's one of them where you know we we asked the question about the Reds, you know, or to the Reds before, do you need to win this game? I think I think the same I think the same psychology applies in relation to we can't get beat. We can't yeah, get right. in that game. And as much as, like, you know, you say you've got to go there and beat Burnley, I think that's obviously going to be the message. But we, under no circumstances, can't get beat by Burnley. If this Everton team get leaped, and they won't get leaped on Wednesday if we lose, because it just can't happen. If this Everton team get leaped, we are done. There's, there's not enough character and there's not enough games left to play that that, that team can win. So, based on that, to come away on Wednesday and not get beat in, in the bigger picture, I'm hoping would see us okay. There's just there's just something in me that thinks that we need a bit more than that. And, and, and I personally do think we need to win that game. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You look at the games on paper and you do that as fans and, and the pundits have done it enough anyway. The games that we can win, you know, realistically and... Mm. 
and the games that we probably best tossing off, including the game at Anfield. Um, and Anfield, yeah, yeah, yeah Anfield, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah, including the game against Liverpool. That's just it's a write off as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, and that's not just just saying that for the show. I'll be saying it in the lead up to the show and predicting it as well. Um, but yeah, for that reason, it is. You know, you look beyond that game if we don't win it, and you're struggling apart from the two games right at the end of the season. And they're so far at the end of the season that, like you say, there's more. It's more than likely we're going to be dropped by then if we don't yeah. beat Burnley. And the other and side of that coin is, if Burnley beat you, and if you like to get in some momentum. If you look at the fixtures that they've got, there's a lot of winnable games there for them. And if they've got the confidence going into them games, it's even worse, isn't it? That's the other side of it. That, that's the point. That is the point. Is like If they beat us, they won't leapfrog us yet, but they will leapfrog us over the next few weeks. And then that gap will only get bigger and bigger based on their fixtures versus ours. So we've got to win it to, psychologically to, to create that gap, but also to give ourselves a buffer to, to you know, to... Take those uh, those defeats or wins for Burnley when they when they come. What about? So do, you, do you know in a weird way, Judge? Sorry, do you think this is a harder game than Saturday? I know, I know, we're going to talk more about Man United the whole 100%. on Saturday. Hundred percent. Yeah. I, I I think that I think the players will relish that game and the fans will on Saturday. You know, we have got again, and I know he's not the be all end all. We'll have Alan back in there. We'll we'll probably have. Um, Again, an even fitter Dominic Calvert-Lewin, which every game for him, to a certain extent, is is a game closer to being fully fit. United look really poor, and and the ropey as well. You know, at the back, I I think you know it won't be a game that the players or the manager will say that's a guaranteed three points, but I think it's a really easy free it if you know what I mean. I don't think they come much better as a free it than than this Man United team at home. No, I agree. I was I asked that question because I think I think the same. I, I was looking at, at Burnley and I, and I go with what you're saying. I, I think in in the bigger picture, the draw on Wednesday would probably probably be okay. But Saturday, I, I think if if we can turn up as always, it's always on us. Like we said on instant match reaction, for some reason, the fate of this football club is in our hands. It shows how spineless those those players are, but. We've shown that t- together we can somehow get over the line. And I don't think United are blessed with character. I don't think there's a lot of players on that pitch who who, who are full of confidence. I-, I don't think Paul Pogba cares. I don't think Harry Maguire is a very good footballer. I think the goalkeeper can be got They seem to be struggling to score goals. Fred scored a goal on Saturday night for them because no one else could. If I was, if someone give me, if betmates want to give me a free bet, I- I'd probably say Everton are more likely to win on Saturday than they are on Wednesday. Well, bet might don't offer markets on the games, like, but you can probably pick more Everton players in your team okay. if you want. If you want to try and earn that way. Um, but what yeah, about, no, um, can I just ask, are Watford? Are you not worried at all about Watford? Are they gone in your eyes? They're not. They're not gone, but you know, we've still got to play there. We, we've got to go there as well, haven't we? We've still yeah. got to go there. Yeah, I thought they looked all right as well against us. They look. They look like. Played some good stuff, you know, like look, look very organised, and they're running. Do you know what? Like, if it fucking depends if Josh King's fit. <laughs> he came on. He came on. Uh, if he's fit, we're done. He came on at the weekend. Oh, we're done, ironic, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, and you're the thing in the mix now. We we obviously can't just look at the team behind us. If we pick up some points and Watford and Bernie pick up points, Newcastle look like they're going again now. They look like, like mm. they were dreadful yeah. yesterday against. 
I mean, we're, we're, I think, four points behind Newcastle with two games in hand. They're getting sucked right back into there as well. Leeds aren't oh, a million please, miles off. Please, if there's, a, if there's a God, we leap yeah. them. Everyone leaps them, if there's a God. I'd, l- I'd, love, to, I'd love to see... I would love, absolutely love to see them get dragged back into it. Or like, like the game in hand thing, though. Obviously, you've got to win them, haven't you? Who's your game in hand against? Uh, Leicester and Palace, is it? Yeah, yeah. So And, and the Crystal Palace game has just been rearranged to the second last game of the season on a Thursday night. So we've now got Brentford on Saturday and Palace on Thursday at home, then Arsenal away. So that's a that week that that week could be defining. It could either see us go into the abyss or just pull right away and have, have a safe weekend away at Arsenal. Might already be in if, if, if we if we go to our, if we go to Arsenal and need something when they're still. I was going to say, but what what doesn't help as well is obviously Tottenham now not not just breeding down the next, but actually take you know taking over them every now and again. I know there's a few games yeah. in hand there as well, but we wanted Arsenal to be away and you know yeah. playing the kids flip, on flip flops on, yeah, yeah. But that that doesn't look like it's happened. Listen, we'll we'll go around the houses anyway for for predictions. We'll start with the Reds, um, Benfica Tuesday night away, Teddy. Liverpool 3-0. Yeah. We've spanked Portuguese opposition before in this round and I think we'll do it again. I'm going to say 4-0. Not horrible, talking about your horrible, horrible, horrible men. <laughs> Still talking about his European tour there. And you like the city then? Well, what, what are the Blues thinking about Wednesday first? Oh, wait. oh yeah, when we go and then we're going chronological order of date then. Um, I honestly think, and I hate saying this, I think one one. Uh, uh, and there's a lot on the line. I'm gonna go three two to Everton. I, I think it's gonna be goals there. Eh? I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. One of them where there'll be an early goal and it'll just open the floodgates end to end. Um, it be painful to watch that. It will be, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll pick it up in the taxi mills here about quarter ten. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute on Yango, half volley. <laughs> oh, town, Pop Wales. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, over to us then, Mills, again. So United on Saturday morning or Saturday early afternoon. Yeah, I, I mean, this may come back to haunt me, but, but, but I do think that is the, is the game that we could probably get the three points out more than Wednesday. I, I think Everton will win that game 2-1. I'm going to go with 1-1 one, one on that one, so I'm going to do the opposite. Uh, I think I think we could beat them, but I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be... If we win on Wednesday, I don't think it'll be maybe as as lively a game. It might be a bit tighter with, with the manager and players are thinking a punt will do, so 1-1. One, one. Teddy, Phil, Sunday... Can I go first, Phil? Or... Yeah, I've already said. I think we, what you're looking at is two great defences, and um, neither team can afford to lose. So I'm going to say like nil nil or one one. Well, what are you saying then? Okay, <laughs> one all. Then. <laughs> one all. I'm going to say Liverpool two nil. Nice. I reckon we. I've got a feeling we'll we'll get it. A first goal. Clean cheese against City at the Etihad. Yeah, a fancy original. Two now. Fair enough. 
Okay, well, yeah, please give us your predictions, listeners, if you want to. It's a Across the Park PC on Instagram or Twitter, or it's Across the Park Podcast.co.uk. If you click on the chat function, you can send us a message on there. We did get a, a message from our usual um, uh, fan, Nick Morris, in relation to the Everton game. Nick, we have touched on Frank's position before, or, you know, his, his tactics on the last show. Um, Nick was basically pointing out that he feels that Benitez is. Everton were stronger somewhat than, than what he's seeing at the moment from Lampard. Um, again, a Millsy, shake of the head from Millsy. But we, we'll touch on that next week, eh? Because if, if we don't come out of these next two games with, with points, then we'll be, we'll be, like on, we'll be on your ship. Yeah, we'll be on your ship. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just, thanks for the question. Yeah, we, we had another question on Instagram from Mike Holt. I think we'll save this one as well because it's thoughts on the FA decision to keep the semi final at Wembley, but probably for next week, isn't it? So we'll save yeah, that one. Yeah, we, another we, one we, as well that, that we were expecting that way. We? we did, we did, we did touch on it. Well, <coughs> heavily touched on it last week. But um, yeah, yeah. so thanks for the questions as always. It when when it relates directly to what we're going to cover, we, we'll jump on it. Uh, Nick, if we got into that one this week, it was a minute extremely long episodes but um no thanks everyone for listening as you've probably seen on the bar if you're watching on youtube we'll be releasing the results of our um of this last month the march draw for the robbie fowler signed shirt on wednesday on social media so we'll do a little bit of a roulette on our our subscribers for for youtube pick out the winner and then that again the winner will, will be sent that that shirt we'll have to get in get in touch with that person as well for this month we have got a a signed Paul Gascoigne England shirt. So I'm just trying to scroll through to get my picture on here. There we go. So you can see, if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see that there. As you can see, it's got a certificate of authenticity. Paul, Paul Gascoigne signing it himself. So it's from, uh, I want to say Italian 90, I believe. Um, that'd be right. Probably was. Number 19, it would be his shirt, I think, from Italian 90. If someone, someone will correct me, I'm sure, if I'm wrong. If it was the semi-final, yeah, it'd be worth a... Absolute fortune. Oh, tell you what, Judgey, what are you doing putting that on there? Get the <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's not the only one. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put the neck on the line and say it's not the actual original, but it's it's an England shirt with number 19 and Paul Gascoigne signed it. So that that's definitely enough for, to convince people to subscribe to our channel and to spread the words if you want to have a chance yourself. Okay, so thanks, thanks a lot for listening this week. Really appreciate it. Hopefully... On the blue side, we'll be recording next week, knowing that we're one step towards safety. And from the red side, they'll be hoping they're one step closer to the title. But we'll catch you all next week anyway. Cheers for listening.